Hello, and welcome to Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many challenging aspects of modern life and how we attempt to solve them. I'm Mikhail. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Joe Biden teleprompter. Repeat live. (laughs) I'm trying to, like, I re... You should just read it. Okay, we should keep People that in. People can see me. We need to keep that in. Let's just start again. Hi, I'm Milos, and this is Mikhail. Yeah. So how's it going, man? <laughs> we were high last night, but somehow it's staying somehow in our system, or that same vibe is continuing oh, on. It's, uh... I, feel like, I feel like I want to be one of those, you know those teenagers when they're like, yo, man, I was so high. I was high for like three days, bro. <laughs> I smoked so much weed. Yo... I'm high right now. You know, it's, it's, it's like an after show. I think that's what's happening. Oh, no. I'm, fun. I'm uh, just... We're staying silly. Uh, Dude, because I forgot there's a camera, so I'm trying to look at the camera, but then I, I don't remember what the little spiel is. So yeah. I'm trying to, like, dip, I'm, like, looking there, and I'm, like, going back just for a couple words so people can't see. I think for the And sake, then your name comes up. <laughs> I think for the sake of the podcast, and given we have laptops here, it's, like... I think it's just fine to just do a read if need be for the intro. And yeah, no, definitely. Clearly, I need to read it. This is not good. Anyway, today's topic. Let's go. Bam. Big topic. Big thing to talk about. Yeah, so we're t- discussing the dif- difficulty uh, involved in fighting. And I think physical fighting, right? Like, we can do another podcast <laughs> with... Uh, fighting with your spouse? With, with, with like, arguments and stuff, right? With ah. Like, you know, verbal things, but yes, I think for this, we're talking about purely physical fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I feel like we're not going to have a very good perspective for women, unfortunately, but because I think there's a big differentiator that um, on average, women are less likely to get physical. Uh, and so, you know, uh, on some level, it doesn't, it's not applicable for this podcast, but clearly physical fights do happen between them two. And, uh, I'm guessing they have different dimensions to them that we don't fully understand. Based on a number of videos that I've seen on the internet, it's a very different. It's a very different kind of. Is hair grabbing involved? Often? Yeah. yeah. Although you know what, that's a move. Like if you're ever defending yourself, the hair grab that's that's valid, man. If a man's got hair and you gotta like if you're getting assaulted by multiple people, I've always thought I about mean, that. Yeah, the hair grab. I'd say just do anything, right? Yeah. Go for the go for the eyes. Go for the yeah. groin. Go for just whatever's vulnerable. Yeah. Um. And that is our lesson. Yes. <laughs> strike hard, strike fast in the eyes, in the groin, and get get out of there. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm joking, the butt. but I'm also like <laughs> semi serious. Like if it's actually yeah. serious, that's actually the way to go. That's... You want to go highest impact in the most dangerous area. Yeah. Assuming they've already like got their hands on you or something, and you're scared. If you can disengage and run away, that's that's the best thing of all, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So in terms of uh, ourselves, I think we can start there. What's your experience been like? Minimal. In your life? Yeah. Minimal. Not really had to fight that much, thankfully, knock on wood. Um, more like getting in the way of other people fighting sometimes. There's been a, like, there's been a very rare few times when I was actually really down to fight yeah. and I was like looking for one, but you, the few times that I was like that in my life, people didn't want to take me up on it because I think I got a little crazy looking. And then there's been a lot of times when other people try to start fights with me, and usually I would just escalate it down or de-escalate. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, I, for some reason, when I was younger, oh my god, I had quite a few instances where it was like somebody would be looking to start a fight with me, but then like that person is clearly with a large group of other people, and I'm just like, uh, like I, w- I, I was gonna run away anyway, but it was nice because then there's like five guys with them, and I'm like, all right, this is, this is, yeah, I, th- the one thing I think, you know what I think about fighting a lot is, listen, I've, I've run away from fights before in my life, and, uh, dude, it, if you're the smaller person and someone's clearly picking a fight with you because <clears throat> they see it as an easy fight, that can really fuck with your head. Mm-hmm. So and now, I'm still not big, but I'm significantly larger than I was maybe in like my early 20s. Right. My early, like right now, I weigh almost 180 pounds. In my early 20s, I was like 140, 145. Mm-hmm. I was skin and bone. And um, and so I feel like, yeah, like, you know, when you're when you're really skinny, I think people will fuck with you more, and it, it, I was like kind of like the worst of both worlds. Where I was skinny, but I was also loud. I've always been a very loud person, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways, I would do things that would, you know, uh, draw draw attention. But in ways where it's like, you know, like I'm kind of like giving off the oh, I don't give a fuck attitude. I would I would, I would come off as cocky or arrogant, right. and I think there was always, especially because I used to go out and party a lot. I'd be around drunk people, and. It, you know, it's very easy for drunk people to look at you and get rubbed the wrong way, right? Like, like I, I, I noticed that when I was younger, I had no intimidation factor on other people. Whereas now, as I got older and as I got bigger, that changed a lot, you know? Um, Jesus. Somebody is revving their engine Someone's got a huge hog in their pants. No, I'm kidding. It's like, um, but no, but so point being... Yeah, initially, mostly just, you know, run. there's been a couple of altercations where, you know, I was holding people back or things like that. But for the most part, I've been able to avoid it largely. Uh, I recently had a moment of almost roid rage where I almost got out of my car because another person pissed me off, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like, again, and like, thankfully, knock on wood, that hasn't happened yet. It's not to say that it won't, um, but, you know, um, yeah, that's been the gist of it. What about you? Yeah, uh, I will say just as a small side note, road rage is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. It's just, it, like I, it makes a ton of sense because your life is literally on the line. So you, you go into that uh, kind of mode of like I'm fighting for my life kind of attitude because mm-hmm. in some ways you kind of are right, but it's like it's like a messing of like your brain chemistry almost. This happened like, at a complete stop. There was <laughs> there was no, <laughs> we I, were both at a dead stop. There was no danger, and we were just angry. No, <laughs> what I mean to say is I think a lot. Okay, again, not always. I'm just no, saying, no, I'm talking a shit. A lot of the time when things escalate to a really like scary level to, mm. as a result of road rage and people yeah. come out and are fighting each other and stuff, mm. it's because like when you're behind the wheel of a car and another person's behind the wheel of a car, the consequences are deadly. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's almost like on some level you know that and then you're so enraged that the other person's like in some way like put things, escalated things in, yeah. a, in a situation that can lead to death. So it's on a continuum kind of, right? Um, but yeah, in terms of my experience, uh, I fought a lot as a kid, uh, not necessarily all fist fights, but actually mostly not fist fights. Cause when you're younger, there's almost, at least in the spaces I was in, there's an unspoken rule that you punch, you're really like taking it overboard. Mm-hmm. So it was typically you punch to the body or to the arm or whatever. Right. And then to the face, it would be a slap. <laughs> and, and then... Uh, and then, of course, there's a lot of, like, physical grappling and that I kind knew of this stuff. was coming. You've told me this before, but just the idea of, like, slapping someone, it just it kills no, me. So that's, like, worse than a punch. Yeah. yeah, that's, like, worse. Like, it stings, I, right? I would rather somebody way. punch me than slap me. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, getting a full slap on the face from another guy is such a such a disrespectful move. Your face is stinging. Your face is red. Uh, if other people see it and they laugh or they giggle, oof. Like you, have you to have go, to fight back. Yeah, you have to go to gorilla mode. You know. Yeah, that's. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, the attitude I had when I was younger, I think it came from maybe being the younger person in the family. Like I'm a younger brother amongst our cousins. For a long time, I was the youngest before another cousin was born, who's a few years younger than me. But even mm. then, right? Like yeah, in at least my kind of in, in Pakistan, because I have family, you know, all over the world. My family in Pakistan, I was the youngest amongst them in terms of my cousins and such. And in Pakistan, it's such an honor culture and pride culture and all this kind of stuff. Every man wants to beat their chest and howl into the moon and, like, be a big ape. I've seen... And again, like, people have changed, but, like, in the past when I was younger, that kind of... I'm using macho in air quotes because obviously not, but, like that kind of macho man I have to like get angry and have a big temper and know how to fight or at least be standoffish with people because often mm-hmm. actually most of the time it's not like they could actually fight it was just big gorilla shout loud energy that mm-hmm. men have there so uncles uh, cousins my dad like all of them right my dad's completely different now but I'm just speaking about back then so that's what I grew up in so all I knew was I have to be big gorilla I have to be like bigger you know, silverback. Yeah, and and so <laughs> even though I wasn't the biggest kid, I I was chunky enough to have like a bit of size on me, and I was at least like that adds to your height. slap though. Yeah, the chunkier the arm, the more you know, the yeah, more force behind it. it it's, yeah, it's, I, there's a physical thing about like the mass, <laughs> an object, and, and uh, <laughs> so I, I from from a fairly young age whether it was my brother or, like, an older cousin or going to school and just wanting to start something up. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes it was, like, a play thing where I was just like, yeah, let's all, like, go up against each other and see who wins. It. Yeah, okay, so play fight. fighting, yes. Play fighting, I did tons of that. That was, like, play grappling. Like, me and my buddies, we learned, like, we found out about the UFC. We were kind of young. I don't know how. I think it's because I used to have... My parents had those black boxes that would steal viewers' choice. Mm. And so I think because of that, I, I recorded a couple of UFCs way back when. And like we're talking Liddell and Couture era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we would watch those. And then we would like try to learn the moves. And, and I, dude, we used to... <laughs> actually, funny story on this topic. So one time, this girl at our high school was having a party. Yeah. And uh, so she's having a party. And she invites a bunch of people. And I mean, we were young. We didn't know things back then. So she'd say, okay, everybody come for seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so me and my buddies, we're already not like the cool kids per se. We're like, we're like cool adjacent. We're like, it's a small school, <laughs> you know, and like, like all the guys liked us because we're very like bro-y, but like some of the girls clearly were like, ah, oh, these guys are fucking idiots. Like, why, why are we around them? Mm-hmm. So girls, so this girl says, hey, come to my house for seven Yeah. on a Friday. And I guess most people understand that to mean, you know, come at like eight or nine. No, nah, me and four of my friends came at seven. So we're there in like her and she oh man, this is such a <laughs> this girl Dude, it's high school. She moved out with her sister. So she's like already like kind of in this like weird place that she's not supposed to be in. You know, you're high school, you're kinda of living on your own. Mm-hmm. And her sister's older and her sister like she's trying to be cool that I don't know if she's trying to be cool, but she's actually being a great person to have a party. She's being great about it. She's like, I have a place now, yeah, I have a party. Yeah. But I bet you there's a little bit of insecurity there about like, okay, I'm living with my sister and like we gotta like we wanna be cool, but we don't wanna do stupid shit. Four guys show up, 
We sit down. She's there. I think her sister's in another room. The four of us are just sitting there. We see a big open carpet. We're like, yo, let's roll. Sorry, how old were you? Like 16, 17. We were dumb. We were yeah. dumb. We grew up dumb. Anyway, so... For the next hour, I think the four of us just like took turns and we weren't good back then. We weren't good. So instead of like it actually turning into like, you know, like jujitsu, you know, oh, you get the, you go for the arm bar, you go for this. Yeah, he's in your guard and you're yeah. throwing out like a for, yeah. for this one, it's just like somebody gets in guard and then the other person on top kind of just like squeezes their neck really hard. Like yeah, yeah, that was yeah. all we had to do. And then, we, and then like, it <laughs> just looked like two guys on top of each other. Just like straight ones like. You hear that guy like trying to crank the neck, and yeah. none of it works because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Uh-huh. So yeah, we know we do a lot of play fighting like that in inappropriate places. So I didn't graduate from pro wrestling. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Pro. See, I never did the pro. My my parents told me right off the bat they were Eastern Europeans. So they were very against all like the. They didn't like certain aspects of American culture, mm-hmm. and one thing they hated was pro wrestling because like to them it's like. You know what is it? My dad would my, my dad would immediately tell me like, "What do you watch? You just watch boxing. This is fake as shit." Mm. And so I like I quickly understood that as a vibe. So for me, W, I wasn't really allowed to get into wrestling as a kid. I think part of the reason I became a big MMA fan around like oh seven oh eight was because of Brock Lesnar. Seriously, and, and he'd come over. It was two things, and this is like the, the I think for like Connor. Uh, uh, Conor McGregor era fans like this is not gonna mean much but like I think for you you'd get it like I got into MMA because of the movie uh, Never Back Down <laughs> and because of Brock Lesnar without those two things I don't think I would have really gotten into it it's interesting it's it's yeah but like for a long time it was wrestling when I was a younger person mm-hmm. so we'd want to practice wrestling moves on each other but obviously like that's just ridiculous yeah um but yeah, actually, so uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. Maybe, maybe in the fitness uh, uh, episode, mm-hmm. I have a or I've typically in the, in the basically since I was sixteen had a bad back, which I've had to kind of work around and stuff, and it's feeling better in recent years. But I actually like the the final straw that got me to a bulging disc is because I invited a bunch of male friends over. And said, uh, "Let's just do a little grappling tournament here." And while grappling uh, one of them, I felt my back like I felt the pop in my back, and I refused. But but I ma- I probably made it ten times worse because I said I said I'm not losing this, Ooh. and so I kept going for it. And you know after like it's gone, and I managed to win. I managed to submit the guy, but. I I ruined my back for it, right? Oh, fuck, um, dude, that sucks. And were you guys doing submission wrestling at that point, like proper, like going for arm bars and stuff, or a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, that so at least you're doing the right thing. <laughs> like we were, we 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 were succeed. Some of us were succeeding at submitting each other, mm-hmm. which was yeah, you know, very stupid and dangerous. But well, you tap, you would tap, right? Yeah, yeah, as long as you have a tap roll. I think the one thing that me and my friends got really quickly was the rear naked choke. That's, so yeah. it was you were always just fighting to get someone's back, and if you got that sunk in right, then you were good. I, I, everything else was just like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I think it's the guillotine and... and, and the, yeah, the guillotine too, you're right. The guillotine was also a common one. Because certain, um, 
certain techniques have a lot of nuance to them, mm-hmm. but in their most like blunt, unsophisticated form, they come naturally. Like well, I think yeah, like, pushing into you, you grab their like yeah, head yeah, exactly, yeah, right. So, I remember when I first learned about how the 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 rear naked works, I was like absolutely um, like it, it makes so much scientific sense. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought you're supposed to like put the flat of your elbow against their neck and like you have to crush their air. neck yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like but no, it's no free, you yeah. squeeze the two sides and they just pass out and it's like oh my god yeah yeah that's um, so much fun to learn yeah so uh i don't know what i'm yeah so basically started with wrestling play fighting became mma play fighting kind mm-hmm. of stuff um but in terms of like actual like in school and uh, out of school fighting, I still did a fair bit of that because I was just uh, a very kind of strange, uh, temperamental child who would mm-hmm. occasionally just like get in a mood. And it's, it's you know, it's kind of bizarre to think about um, like what head state I was in, right? Because mm-hmm. you're almost, I'm, I'm often having to try to decipher why I behave certain ways when I was younger. <laughs> and it's so hard to fathom like what was it like and it just shows kind of how helpless we are sometimes especially when you're younger and even less like aware of you know whether it's hormonal imbalances or hormonal changes or you know whatever some certain some some, some like imbalance chemically neurochemically i don't know that's going on or you're just evil or, or yeah or like <laughs> there's just something wrong with 16, 16 to 18 years is like a Barely functioning psychopath, then somehow I learned to feel or something. <laughs> uh, could be one of those things, but but yeah, I remember like sometimes like you know you 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 talk shit on a football pitch or or yeah. whatever it might be on the playground, and some days you know I talk shit back, and other days I just go and slap the guy. You know, like it was one of those things. I, it was very. She so said like a very short fuse. Again, it was I I, ca- I carried with me the have to be the biggest monk or the most like dominant monkey in the jungle mm. attitude with me for for the yeah for sixteen eighteen years or so. Damn. It was much more concentrated a little <clears throat> earlier than that mm. uh, when I was in Egypt, for example, which is like ten to fifteen or so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember, I just would sometimes decide like I'm gonna fight and then like once i was fighting it was never like moderate it was like okay it's time to explode like it's time to let loose shit um so i I, yeah i don't know exactly what to make of that i think it speaks of like great great insecurity and a need to prove yourself um and i think that's i definitely had that it could Um, be that it could be that you were just quick to get angry and maybe you know what it is why was i getting getting angry because i felt like every time i was i was like oh you overstepped at well, my expense. Like I need to. Make to be a fair, of this, so. I also think there's there's a benefit to like you do feel good when you beat somebody up or when you intimidate yeah. somebody. Like I've never actually beaten somebody up, but there's been a couple times where like I saw people. Like actually, one thing, one 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 thing that really comes to mind is this one memory where I was just like, I didn't understand this. I was at a bar in Toronto with one of my close friends, and this dude. So he's a lot shorter than me. This guy's, in, he's been in the army. He's dangerous. He's like actually like, like this guy's actually like, I don't think he's ever killed anybody. He's never been deployed. But like, if, if, if you take my friend group and you're like, who's the most, if you get in a fight with somebody, who's the most likely to accidentally kill you? Be this guy. He's dangerous. And we're in a bar and some dude is just like talking smack to him. And I look at the guy and like, 
he's also smaller than me, but he's a little bit bigger than my friend. And I forget what it was. And he tried to like say something to me because I, I think he didn't think that we were friends. He's like something like, oh yeah, this guy's looking to get his head knocked in. I'm like, by who? And I like aggressively like, by who? Like, like what are you saying? And then he like, he, he's like, oh, oh, I'm so scared. And I was just like, but I find, it's funny. I found that in life there's been a couple of times where like people get into, like I, 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 if I put hands on that man, it would have been like a 75-25. Like he, he has a good chance of kicking my ass. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. He, he, he should have taken a shot against me instead of my buddy. He puts hands on my buddy, he's getting his ass whooped for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I remember those, but, but man, did it feel good. Yeah. You know, that, that there is something to be said about the intimidation factor about like, you know, when you, when you, when you make somebody puss out, you feel like, yes, I am. And I guess you're right. It's the same gorilla thing of like, beat your chest and, and, and you're like, I win. But there's also this understanding of like, you know, people look to punish that behavior in young men and probably rightly so, because then we'd have a whole generation of psychopaths running around. Well, so I, I, I think, um, it makes sense and is, again, like, uh, we're, we're not experts in this field, but from what I understand, it is healthy for children to have, you know, play that can be kind of rough and tumble and pretty physical, a little bit of fighting. A little oh, bit of, of course. No, play plays different, and I, yeah. And I, you know, you, so, no, but I'm saying play can walk up to the edge of like, oh, you know, um, is this coming off like bullying or is this like too much yeah. is too physical and so there are gray lines right and you don't <clears> actually ever want to like cross over to bullying you never want to cross over to there these kids are just beating each other down but this there it's to a point like you do want to get a sense of your strength and other people's strength and and uh just have that freedom to explore get used to your body think, get used yeah. to your space get a little bit more resilient against like what might come your way yeah. to a point right because uh, yeah. past the point you can just break a person at a young age and that's terrible so it, this, there's a lot of room in the gray to figure out but yeah um i think then past the point it's just it's a sign of failing and it's not always your failing it can be the other person's but like typically you're contributing some percentage maybe um when it's like 90 10 then fine yeah right, if it's all on them but those are rare moments. It always takes two to tango. Yeah, and so I, 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 I do consider it a failing. I'm, again, we're, we're going to still talk about it and why it feels good or why we might have done this or that or the other thing, but I think it's just a baseline. It's worth saying, like, anytime you fight, you fail. It's not like you can feel cool afterwards if you succeed or whatever. And you, but, but Outside of self-defense issues, if someone's actually threatening you or your friends, then... Oh, yeah, that's, that's very that's different. That's different. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very different. So, but if you know, if you knowingly pick a fight, then yes. Well, I'm not even talking about picking a fight because then then you are an issue. If you're yeah. picking a fight, you're an issue. But I'm saying like even if somebody picks a fight with you, but it's not like or like or over picks, stupid or, shit or, or or right there ver- being verbally abusive and then you <clears throat> let things escalate. Yeah, that's that's something uh, about you that's also failed, right? It's yeah, bigger you want to yeah part, but like you. You need to be in control of yourself. You need to just think in terms of consequences. Because life can go so wrong so quick. Yep. If you punch somebody and their head hits the side of the pavement and they're dead. Yep. Right? Like that happens. That happens to That's good manslaughter. people. Right? And the same thing can happen to you. Yep. Right? There's, there's, the, there's the... I think it's an Onion article or something of like... Ma- uh, drunk man overestimates fighting ability by 5,000%. Like, that's every... <laughs> m- most guys, until you, like... 
get a better sense of what you know fighting is good yeah. fighting looks like and then have a bit of humility and like honesty with yourself like none of us are badasses right like no we can we're all squishy little apes. we can put on muscle or whatever and hit a punching bag and have done like well, i think both of us have done some more thai classes if i'm in a fight situation i'm de-escalating and trying to get out yeah right it, this is nothing intelligent yeah. right there, there might be something <clears throat> macho or whatever you want to say but there's nothing intelligent about getting into a fight and or allowing yourself to be sucked into one yeah um so yeah w- with that covered though like yeah you it's 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 likely that as a man and if you often social situations with drinking and stuff involved you're gonna be in a fight or you're gonna see a fight break out near you or something like so we had this last year where a fight broke out with um a bunch of other people and uh couple of the people in like kind of in our group and so we kind of had to step in um so even that right like that happened to be a case where they were just so focused on attacking like one one person in our group um so that they didn't really attack us uh but they were wild and out of their mind and incredibly that was yeah that that was a that was an interesting situation though because there was a lot more of them than there was of us yeah but like that uh, was a that's the thing like uh we we basically de-escalated we de-escalated and like yeah we i'm sure we could have still handled the situation better in terms of like making sure certain people weren't hurt or whatever but like ultimately we got in there and tried to like keep the two sides uh separated Mm -hmm. oh yeah and even there right like my my index finger on my right hand is still a little bit wonky from that and that's like eight months ago now or seven months ago and um not because I hit somebody or somebody hit me, but just because I was holding somebody yeah. back and they grabbed it with my hand and it was at an awkward angle and it just, like, made my finger go wonky for quite some time. So that's how, you know, fragile we are, right? I, my my hand was intense, wasn't ready to be squeezed. And, yeah. And then, like, oh, my finger's still bothering me. And so um, when talking about, like, head trauma, like, you just don't want to... I think the other thing too is it's like th- there's there's a lot of different instances from which you have to look at this right so like there's the instance where someone is clearly trying to goad you into a fight mm-hmm. and there's the instance where you think you can get the one up on somebody like there's there's a lot of different I think there's a math that goes through people's heads when they think about fighting and it works with like it's like 20% your normal disposition are you the kind of guy who has generally fought and had positive outcomes or not Another 20% is your opponent. You look at them like size, whatever. Another another sub part of it is, you know, how sure are you that you have a force multiplier on you? So if you're secretly carrying a gun, a knife, anything, yeah. you're probably a lot more likely to be like, all right, come take a thing. I mean, I got some. And then also there's a question of like, how comfortable are you to cause severe damage and know that you'll maybe get away with it or not in this circumstance? Um, what are your chances of, you know, if, if severe damage is done to you? Like there's, there's so much calculus around it that I think a lot of people don't do, but I do think that some people have some of that, those major things in mind. And that's, that's the biggest, because that, that all happens even before you, you include the, the, the real thing, which is chaos. You never know what the hell's going to go on. Yeah. And especially it's, it's can often be so murky out there, right? Like you think you're fighting one guy, but it turns out you're fighting three. Somebody hits you from behind. Oh yeah, you you, you yeah exactly. It's so scary, right? Yeah, you can black out. Um, yeah, and 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 just like this is not an important point, but I was just thinking in terms of how I think about it. If I had a knife or a gun on me, I'd be way less likely to fight because if that goes wrong, 
I potentially I'm killing somebody or they grab it from me and they're killing me, right? Like yeah. it's, the escalation is so drastic and the consequences are so terrible. You never want to fight. That should yeah. make, really, really make you feel like, okay, I need to get out of here because one if of I want to stay in here, it's going to be... One other thing to note, though, is that it's like not everybody has the options. Like if you live in certain places, then this is a reality that you have to face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think there's also that, too. It's like not everybody's going to have the opportunity to always de-escalate. Or some people, some you might have to show the force multiplier before you get off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I was thinking, there was, a, there was a video that recently went viral, and it was very graphic. I don't know if you saw it on the Australian. It was in a, like an Australian subway station or something. Um, it looked like four or five guys were yelling at these three guys and the th- of the three guys two of them were trying to walk away one was brandishing a knife and talking back to the five guys and at one point one guy tries to engage the guy with a knife to fight and as this guy's coming in his friend uh, uh, the friend of the guy engaging the, the, the guy with the knife yeah. starts walking at the guy with the knife like just like head up like arms down like what you gonna do and he gets stabbed in the neck Mm. and like the video and then you just watch as the guy kind of like puts his hand on his neck and within like and you see the blood the blood just there's so much blood and within like eight seconds this guy collapses and i'm pretty sure he died Mm -hmm. because if you don't get like if you obviously you got stabbed in the neck that means that hit the carotid so if you hit the carotid you need like incredible pressure you need like a professional there who knows what the hell they're doing to stop that blood flow because you'll bleed out in no time. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that guy is dead now because yeah. of the stupidest thing, stupidest thing you could ever do, assaulting yeah. somebody who's openly brandishing a knife. But I mean, that's a level of insanity that's like beyond like just normal. Like obviously mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that takes, you gotta be thinking, it, you, that calculus in your head has to be very off for you to just walk towards somebody who has a knife. Well, so that, that, that also, touches the territory of like you don't want to try to make people call your bluff or you don't want to try to test their bluff or yeah yeah because what what from the sounds of what you said you know the guy wasn't the guy was basically saying like you're not going to do anything that's why i'm exposing oh 100 percent. well the way that he walked in was so so overly confident as if this like he had a freaking knife man yeah that's actually and another so there was a there was another video that i saw that really because I've always thought about, like, you know, you again, a lot of, I've never been in a knife fight. Yeah. You know, hope, pray to God I never have to be. If it if it comes, it comes, whatever. But I've never been in one. But, you know, this is one of those things that's very difficult to get good mental calculus around. Because you think, okay, he's got a knife. What if I go for the hand and I, you know, capture it or something? And you, you, you have those guys on the internet who just do, that. The, the guy's almost a meme now. You know the guy who dresses like, he almost dresses up like a security guard with the mustache and he's always yeah, yeah, doing yeah, the yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does yeah, the, the, oh, let me take your knife away. Let me, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the hell he is. But you know, you see stuff like that. You think, okay, uh, maybe there's a way to stop this. I saw this one video that absolutely kind of put it in perspective and it was, a, it was a great video. It was, I think it was, um, it was like a Krav Maga training course. So these guys are literally training for the worst of the worst. So one guy gets a helmet body armor they're both so they're both in helmet and body armor yeah. but one guy's given an empty water bottle and the empty water bottle is simulating the knife and the other guy has to try and get the knife off him. this guy attacks him with the knife and when you start to realize how efficient this motion is as a human being 
when you're yeah, trying to yeah, fight somebody. Just for people listening, that's a a stabbing motion. Yeah, just thrusting motion. Take your yeah. hand from your pocket and move up towards somebody's chest. Because if you're coming front to front, this whole video was just you see as this guy kind of like as they start to grapple, mm -hmm. the guy with the knife has open reign to take so many shots at this guy's core within seconds, and you realize like. And then later, it was funny, in the comment section below, I saw somebody write, and he's like, listen, if someone has a knife, you either run or pull out something bigger. Those are your only, if you're fist fighting, you're, you're in, or you pull out a gun. You pull out a ranged weapon, you pull out something bigger, or you get the hell out of there. Those are your three options. Everything else is a bad choice. And I think that's something that maybe people don't realize, like, how, and to me too, like, even, even when I think of, like, a knife attack, I think someone, oh, someone stabs you, and, like, in the movies, and you're like, ah, one stab won't get me or something but yeah. then you realize no man we're a squishy we're 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 this is this is pork belly yeah. this is pork belly he's gonna make you into minced meat and you don't realize that some people don't realize that so anyway that video is just one that really kind of caught my attention because you the, the water bottle does it justice too because the water bottle you hear the crunching the and that kind of shows you the violence and the force with which each one of these moves is coming in yeah. you know what i mean so Anyway, point being, yeah, like, I think in a lot of ways, if you live in Western society, you're kind of protected, and mo the vast majority of people, I know some people aren't, some people see some terrible stuff, some people are involved in terrible stuff, but the vast majority of us are kind of protected from seeing this stuff, like, what, what does it look like when two men fight with weapons? Yeah. What does it look like when one get, man gets assaulted by another guy with a weapon? We don't really see that, but there's a, definitely a part of that you have to kind of understand, is like, okay, unless you're protecting a friend, a loved one, someone who you're willing to like actually die for. You know, and even that the, the Australian situation, they should have been grabbing their friend and taking him back. Because the, the first guy to try to yeah. fight yeah. the guy with the knife, it could have been him just as easily as his friend. Mm -hmm. And the video cuts there. We I don't know what happened to the, because the other guys, they get into another scuffle off camera. And it's really dark because the cameraman just stays on this one guy as he kind of like, and his friends run off to go fight more. And this guy kind of just collapses and it, it's sad to see, man. This stuff is, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a very serious. Well, so uh, I think part of what you're touching on is like people get a distorted sense of what they can do or how Big they time. respond to things or whatever as a result of, um, just, I guess, Hollywood cinema and putting it kind of loosely or you know, the, the kind of, you know, glamorization of like, you know, the, the one man who can take on like a gang of people with knives and he's just like throwing them away and twisting them away with their whatever, yeah. right? And it's just kind of, uh, yeah, I, I almost feel like um, everybody should experience how weak they are in some kind of capacity. Whether it's like going to like a Muay Thai class or a Jiu-Jitsu class or a wrestling and just get, you know, go in there with some pe people who know what they're doing and just yeah. get a sense of like how fragile they are. Um, but the problem is that for some people, it makes them realize like, oh, if everyone's like me, mm -hmm. I'm going to learn these skills. And I'm going to take somebody out. <laughs> but I, I feel like most a lot, most people who start training that are more centered. and they're, Yeah, like, martial arts definitely helps you understand a lot more of what's going on. Like if in you the, weaponize whatever, let's just loosely say MMA, but some major aspect of it to, let's say more time you want to go like breaking people's shins right like that's a level of derangement that is not common thing well you're gonna end up in jail pretty quickly because yeah. you're gonna do you're gonna do the kind of damage that's beyond just like a regular regular street fight true yeah 
Actually, speaking of films, couple, there's a few fighting films really worth watching. Of course, there's still cinema, so it's like, mm. uh, the stuff is over the top, but like, really, really visceral feeling fighting films that I loved uh, were the two Raid films, uh, the Raid and Raid Redemption, I think they're called. Just like, as good as it gets. Like, Wait, what's it called? Raid? Raid. It's, I think they're Raid. Okay. films. Oh, wait. No, okay. I don't know that one. They, I mean, these are really... I, I know this There was a Thai like, one that was really... What was it? Ong Bak? Ong, Ong Bak. Oh, that one. That was one of the first ones to take... So, I remember Ong Bak as being the first major Thai release. I think I think it's Thai. Or the first one to really bring martial arts to North America, but from like the Muay Thai perspective, that movie was just... That was a Tony Jaa, right? I don't remember the guy's name. It, it might have been. We, we could look it up. But I, that guy was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, and, and that was basically Muay Thai. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it was very... They, they did a lot of gruesome hits in that movie. It was, yeah. it was very... No, so the, the, still the, theatrical, though. The raid is as good as I've seen. Okay, I gotta check that fighting, out. Or martial arts adjacent fighting mm-hmm. uh, in cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another movie that's, like, comfortable, but it goes so bananas in terms of it's, like violence and over the top like nature mm-hmm. it's called uh, the night comes for uh yeah the night comes for us Ooh. um but yeah i, I honestly just think like if you just want to dip your toes and just watch the first raid it's just perfect for what it is i'm very down it's it sounds like a fun movie i haven't watched a good action movie in a long time so you know we're talking about like oh these are the movies we should watch it when yeah we uh smoke up this is number six thousand and twelve to add to the list. No, no, no. no. We don't, I don't want. This one needs to be this, sober, eh? Yeah, let's. Uh, Ooh. Let Let's go in completely sober. Okay. And book. I don't know a more thigh class right after. <laughs> it's like a, I'm a down. Film where you're like, wow. I'm like, down. You, that you, sounds fun. It elevates you, you know. Um, and again, that's the thing. There's something so pure and visceral about fighting. It's it's why. We like good action films, or so many of us do. It's why you and I love uh, mixed martial arts, and you know we watch UFC events and you know other other events too. Like I watch some boxing. I watched some kickboxing in the past. Like we said, we both trained a bit in the past. So th- there's something very satisfying about to to have like good control of your body to make it move well, to feel like you're that you can be dangerous even if you're never gonna try to start a fight that you just have that like command of yourself and mm-hmm. of situations right so I, I think there is something important about that that you want to be able to feel like you can defend yourself and if it comes to it loved ones and i think that's why like yeah when i was a kid and i got to a fight and i won fights uh there was never any regret or guilt i felt terrific afterwards mm-hmm. but i think and I, and I think that's unfortunate obviously but I think where that comes from is because in its purest form, when it's like a righteous self-defense moment where you protect your wife or your kid, or mm-hmm. even if it's just yourself, that's that's a pure feeling, man. Like, you've, yeah. you, you, you've, I think especially just as a man, of course, this can apply to women too and all that, you know, all the necessary caveats there. But like, I just think it's like a young man there's something like almost like the ultimate goal that you fight against tough odds to save your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. It's the mo- most manly you can feel. Like you, you have done your job. Yeah, you go. Uh, yeah, I'm getting like again, like I'm sure the warrior. Like, yeah, the warrior. Your child for his child or your any amount of children, of course. Yeah. 
or or you know um is a flip side of it of like uh, um getting married or even on a more again going more visceral like having sex like these are all like very pure things but i think in terms of combining a bunch of things that aren't like uh, uh um like purely you know biological in terms of like procreation and, and sex and all mm. that kind of stuff well th- i think this ranks right near the top of like i fought i came out on top and i was doing the right thing for it so i feel fully validated for my violence yeah there's something really pure and powerful for for young men especially i think and uh i think that's it can it can be an unhealthy thing of course because then you're chasing something that's most likely not going to happen in, in like your everyday western life but it's also important because when it does like they are actual heroes right they're mm. actually heroic moments there are times where um you know we, we talk about toxic masculinity and i think that does exist but there's also heroic masculinity there's also like oh this is men at their best people want to put their lives on the line for stuff that they really care about and believe yeah. in yeah so there's something within that 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 really speaks to us i think as is men or at least like youngish i mean on a deeper level it's kind of like it's like the ultimate thing that a man can bring is you know we can't make babies but we can protect them and uh I think you're right. That does go down to a visceral male level, but it's it's also kind of funny because we don't live in a world where you have that opportunity as often as you probably would have a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, like pre-society. That must have yeah, been a constant thing. Back, right? Yeah, it's true. Even a couple hundred years, maybe. I wonder. I I've, I don't know what society was like a hundred years ago. But just just generally violence between people, in, certainly in the Western world, and I imagine mostly elsewhere outside of certain like pockets where things have places have collapsed let's say uh, violence has gone down drastically <laughs> like it drastically yeah over the just over the past century so yeah you know, it was always much more likely um in the past so. yeah and uh i mean that's 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 a big part of it too right so there is there's definitely a positive feeling towards it there's also a negative feeling when people feel like they are bullied or they feel like they're being you know assailed by people where you know they don't feel like they can protect themselves or things and the funny thing too is like on some level if you want to de-escalate a fight and you only have yourself to protect yeah you can just run away you you can probably just get out of there if you can if you can't whatever but then you're also faced with that idea of like you want to be able to protect somebody else so this is an interesting one It, it 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 speaks to the idea that as a man for better or worse you need to be dangerous and i think in today's society it's kind of nice because it doesn't even mean that you have to necessarily go out and like be a martial artist or anything like that there's a lot of ways to be dangerous i mean obviously if i don't think you need to be dangerous but it would be my Not... recommendation to yeah that, that's too cliche they got the the jordan peterson always talking about men need to be dangerous uh, and yeah. don't get me wrong I, I like him and i think that's i think he's got the right idea but yeah it's it's just it the, the problem too is like you say that but we live in a legal society where you, i mean we we have some we have some legal issues especially here in canada where there's like not really like there we don't have the same level of self-defense laws that say somewhere in the states does i don't know what the, i would love to actually read more about what the european legal system is like in terms of self-defense because yeah. uh 
I don't know what theirs is like. I don't know what you're allowed and not allowed to do, but it's weird that we've almost disincentivized protecting yourself in some ways in a place like Canada because if you do damage to the other person, you know, oh yeah, sure, you're not going to get charged for the fighting, but you get charged for the damage that you inflict as like a separate thing. And so, you know, th th there's always that to consider too. And, and man, it, fighting, it, it's just such a tricky thing because, again, you sometimes you think things are worth fighting over because somebody said something or somebody disrespected you or somebody, you know, like, in my experience, it's been very rare that somebody actually accosts me without first hurling some disrespect at me. Oh, yeah. And so, like, so you're always kind of given that opportunity of, like, do you just, do you just let them talk shit and walk away? Or do you get upset about it and then engage? And, again, it's like, that's... Also, I, I think let's take it into, like, a school environment, right? Because... Um... And again, we're going now a little bit like non-physical, but I think it just kind of works. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you can't always walk away because you might just be in a classroom and you can't just run out of a classroom while somebody's like disrespecting you. Or yeah, but but some but some of those I I I don't know about you. I, I would assume that in a classroom, you know, there's some sort of authority figure to stop. Like you're just getting beat up in a class. No, but that's, <laughs> what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's it's on a continuum, right? So at yeah. some point. When, when the verbal complete, completely breaks down, mm -hmm. and then like and the physical basically becomes inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, Throw the first punch always. <laughs> no, what, what what I'm what I'm saying there is like if you're in a classroom and somebody's constantly berating you. Yeah. Um, we're we're basically giving the advice that you want to walk away, you want to de-escalate, right? But in, in that situation, there's, you know, you're not, what is de-escalating de could just be getting bullied further. Right? It could also be getting and, in the authorities, but that so also then, has its own so then problems. You, then you talk back, but then talking back is escalation. No, I'm, I'm saying put the authority figures aside because typically how this happens is they'll step out or they'll be on the other side of the class helping somebody and then somebody will throw something at you or call your name, right? Mm -hmm. So, um... It's a little bit like sneaky like that, so it's not such a clear true. thing that yeah. somebody can step in. And so you have like a brief moment to do something. Either you do nothing, in which case the bullying continues. We obviously don't want that. Mm -hmm. You say something back to them, and that's escalation. Uh, you uh, say try to say something, try to de-escalate it, which again, like if you can somehow do that like with it's sophistication rare. like it's yeah. not gonna work and, you, and you're probably gonna just invite further bullying so then what do you then just go and like you know uh, uh, go with the escalation route because it, it can maybe lead to the bullying stopping but it'll maybe I think I think in a school a in a school environment I think in these environments where things are a little bit safe assuming you're in a school environment it's safe if the mm. person might have a weapon then maybe don't but I mean, yeah, that, this is, and I mean, it's funny too, because when you talk about this, it's like, I put myself in that situation, I get pretty heated, and I'm like, you know what, yeah, maybe it's worth it to just, like, get my ass beat over this, or like, you know, maybe it's worth it, like, I don't know, you, it, it's very, it, it's funny, because this speaks to how difficult it is as a man to, to, to think about this without just working yourself up a little bit, almost, working yourself up a little bit, but also just thinking, man, like, this is, I, I, I don't have a solution for this, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't. I just I just figure someone throws something at you, you throw something back at them. Unless you're worried that they're like really dangerous, then you just I don't know. Then I guess you just you fucking figure it out. You I don't know, man. That's a shitty situation to be in. Yeah. So like violence generally is a failing on some rung of society, whether it's on a social level or a cultural level or institutional level, like violence existing is showing some kind of failure. Um, and fighting is then like a, is a representation of that. Right. But it's also an intractable problem. It's not going away. Yeah. There's just, unless we get to a point where there's like a pill that you can take that, I don't know, makes violence revolting to the populace or something right and we're going to like now weird yeah no right? so, that's that's not gonna so happen just, just talking about it in terms of like how we understand the world today it's an intractable problem there's always going to be some level of it so yeah the actual actually the best recommendation is every young boy should be in at least some form of self-defense class. Yeah, that's a big thing too, is like if you can at least level the playing field by as much as possible, then you're good. Um, cause and that, I, that's where the whole Jordan Peterson uh, be dangerous thing makes sense, right? Because what he's saying is, he's not saying be violent, he's saying be dangerous so that you know, things never get there. Yeah. It's the, it's the whole kind of concept of like, you need to be a threat so when... The, so when the actual bad men are at the door, you know, uh, they can't kick it down. Like, yeah. some version of that. Extra, that sloppy yeah. Thing, yeah. It's funny, too, because that's something that's kind of come on. I mean, it's very under fire. These, con- like, the concepts of, like, you know, when is male aggression allowed? And, I mean, we're looking at it from the male perspective, but it's typically men who do the, the dumb shit and get into fights and <laughs> cause problems. But it's also the men who have to come in and clean it up after other men start fights. So it's... Uh, and I do think it speaks to something about the male experience, about, like, you know, being a man, being a guy. It's like, you've been there. You've it, No one physically tries to bully a girl unless it's another girl. You know what I mean? If a guy's physically trying to bully a woman, they, they usually, they're usually stopped by other men because it's like, no, don't do that, unless they yeah, themselves are. Yeah, at a very young age where yeah. like, there's some kind of confusion. But... If, if you see that happening, it's usually because that man is in some way extremely dangerous to the point that other men are like, I don't want to step in. Yeah, but for the most that, part, you're not. That's rare. Those are, yeah, extreme outliers. For the most part, it's men versus men all the time. And, yeah, it's just, it's... And women typically, and, and I don't think this is any better necessarily, but it's just a different topic of discussion. Women typically do more kind of social assassination. They're sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Um, cut that! Cut that! That that's not gonna get in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it, it's like they they'll. I think it's much more like a social, not not pressure, but you know what I mean, like so, socially assassinated the, yeah. the victims versus like with with boys is typically physical confrontation. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 just it's there, you know, problems on either either side, but just for us, like because we're talking about physical. Uh, fighting I think we're mostly gonna just talk about this this podcast is very male centric right so unfortunately yeah Yeah, I mean right now we don't even know that how are we gonna get female groupies if none of them want to listen to us we need to pick better topics 
Yeah, we actually what we need is a a, a female contributor who once once in a while jumps in and gives us uh, a different perspective. Oh no, we could definitely get that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. um okay, moving on with this topic, I think. See, this is a, this is a tough one because I feel like it. There, I don't think we're getting any solid answers from this, but I think one thing that. So if I could go back and and find me as a very young kid. So a couple things I would have loved to change about myself back in the day, especially concerning fighting. You know, I grew up scared. I grew up in a household where I had a brother who was five years older than me. Fighting him was not something that would ever, like, go well. I just got my ass whooped handily, easily. It didn't matter what I did. Like, five years older, you know how much, you know how much has happened in five years of, like, you, you know, like, you just so... We didn't fight often, but when we did, I'd get my ass absolutely handed to me. And so, you know, I think that sets the tone and that kind of freaks you out for when you see someone bigger than you because you become kind of used to someone bigger than you being extremely stronger than you. And of course, later on when I did martial arts and things like that, I realized like, no, size matters. Mm -hmm. But I mean, obviously I did it when I was an adult too. So once you're an adult, you have your adult strength. And like, this is different when you're talking about a teenager, teenager strength versus a child strength, you know, it's very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, a couple things that I would love to, if I could go back is like the first thing I think, like you said, I think not just boys. I think everybody should learn some basic self-defense. Oh, yeah. Up. I mean, in some ways, it's Everyone. more valuable to women. Everyone. For yeah. For women, like, you know, you just learn a little bit of the basics. You learn, especially because the thing is, I think, I think what's really important is to set a good foundation when you're younger that will help you deal with these situations in a more wise and pragmatic way i don't think i now have a great like instinct in fight situations i think there's times when things are not as as dangerous as they might seem but i get on very high alert and i know that's from like having the upbringing that i did having the the, the experience that i did and i think if somebody at an early age had put me into martial arts put me into certain forms of training and taught me okay this is and and just to see the effect that you can have on others is a really important thing because sometimes if you just see other people hurting you, then you start to think like, shit, <laughs> I'm, I'm in trouble, right? But if you get those, and again, when I say hurting, I don't, but like, you know, like in sparring, okay, when you okay. see, you know what I mean? I'm not necessarily saying that you want to go out and like be like, okay, now I'm going to punch my friend in the face and see him get a black eye. But it's like, you know, you fight with somebody or you, you do the, the training and stuff and, and you get to see how you have an ability to hurt others as well. Um, that helps helps make things a lot easier for, for you in the future. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, self-defense from an early age is a great thing for everybody. Yeah, and, and please, like, not nonsense self-defense. Like, proper foundational things well, that will actually work, right? Like, jiu-jitsu is probably maybe your best base just in terms of um, it's avoiding, like, blows being struck which is probably now what if thing. someone learns qigong energy fighting yeah this is so with <laughs> that one in particular you know i say go for it power of your oh my god i gotta show you this one clip there's a there's there's a vi there's a, a a documentary something called like 10 miles north of meford or me folk or something okay. and it's about this like weird culty religious they, they made it themselves and they do a lot of like energy like oh protecting yourselves with energy yeah yeah, yeah. anyway totally total non sequitur but there's these parts where like this guy like the people are supposed to protect themselves with energy shields and like three people do it and the guy runs at them and he like collapses before he even hits them yeah, yeah. and then one woman's doing it and this guy just 
barrels into her oh, yeah, and yeah, just I've takes that. her I've out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's so bad. Of all the people you're going to make an example, you could have hit the guy. You could have hit the young man. No, you're going to take the... the ugh, just disgusting. But I, I think if, if you're I'm sorry, you were talking about actual good stuff, foundational self defense stuff. I, I just mean that there, there are certain martial arts that look at they're maybe better than nothing, certainly, and they still provide exercise and they're still providing you know valuable skills in terms of just like learning skills for the sake of learning some new forms to, mm-hmm. or new ways to move your bodies uh, uh, is great. But yeah, I, I would. Like, I don't think you should be doing Aikido if you really want to be able to defend yourself, right? And that's no disrespect to that as a martial art form, right? As an art form. But in terms of self-defense, it needs to be something a little bit more practical. Isn't Aikido mostly just, like, throws and, like, ways to... I mean, I think uh, it's that just, one it's, it's, it's like, uh, as, as far as I understand, I might be mistaken. It's like a lot of, like, hand holes and wrist locks and that kind of thing, right? Like disarming people with your hands and it's like hmm. it's not it's just not a very i'm, I'm, I'm sure so you yeah. can still like if, if look if if two people don't know anything about fighting i'm sure akido can help you yeah. beat the other person but i'm saying like in, in 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 a real situation it's never that simple you need something like solid like krav maga maybe or krav maga is violent that's or, like or very muay thai yeah or jiu-jitsu so i or think boxing like Again, like, and some of these have their downsides, right? Jiu-Jitsu might, like, put a great strain on your, on your, uh, on your spinal column, right? Because of all the rolling around and stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, I think boxing, that... if you start doing sparring, you can then hurt your head, right? So there are drawbacks, but I'm just generally saying, you're not, you're not confused in terms, if you're in a fight situation with Jiu-Jitsu or boxing or Muay Thai, like, yeah. There's immediately things you can go to that's going to be very, very valuable. And that's just not the case with certain martial arts that are re- re- relying on like, oh, he needs to reach for me and then I'll grab his hand and then I'll twist so, his fingers. Yeah. Like, I, so I actually disagree because from what I understand, Aikido would actually be pretty good. Now, I'll, I'll make the case for it. But I also want to say, I think what you're trying to point out is like the ceremonial martial arts mm-hmm. and the martial arts that come with lots of rules. Taekwondo is a great example. Taekwondo, you learn some wicked kicks. You can take somebody's face off. Oh, yeah. But the minute somebody jams you up, and you can't kick them, the punching that you learn in Taekwondo is not the most effective striking. Ceremonial ones like karate, or certain forms of karate have a lot of ceremony in them. They have a lot of like, you're both expected to keep a certain stance, so therefore you're fighting somebody from that perspective. Or you're going through forms like the kata. Yeah, the kata, yeah, like that's that's not gonna help you. Exercise if you if you uh, do them with the right. Do not do that in a street fight. There, you know, because there are variants of karate that are very applicable. Right? Exactly, We've yeah. We've seen great karatekas in the UFC. Yeah. We've also seen great people with taekwondo backgrounds in the UFC, but then they've brought up... Th- that's the thing, yeah. They, their their kicks are, yeah, right. their kicks are dangerous, but they're not using taekwondo punching techniques. And the thing, too, with taekwondo, they, the thing you have to remember is a lot of these martial arts prepare you for that martial arts. So, again, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu have the benefit of being very much like a real fight in that Muay Thai... Hit him with any part of your hit him with any part of your arm that works or any part of your leg that works and grab him and hit him, right? That's yeah. like that's basically Muay Thai. Um, 
but even Muay Thai in some ways is is tough because you're taught. Well, actually, no. I think Muay Thai is the best one. You taught to square up with somebody, which I guess could be really bad if that person's going to hit you with like a haymaker and overhand right. Yeah, I mean, we can get it's into not the, the end of the world. Yeah, like that, that, no, that's, that's that's a lot better. Yeah, I was going to make the one. So from my understanding, from Aikido, I think you're right. It is a lot of wrist locks, but from what I understand, Aikido is all about like two people trying to like almost grapple, and you want to take the other guy down. So I do think because I've seen some, I've seen some Aikido that looked absolutely amazing and it was pretty good at like stopping an assailant under the grappling clause even then, and i think then, then jiu-jitsu judo right like that's true if, yeah because judo is like all about throws exactly and yeah and, and 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 it can kind of work on the continuum to jiu-jitsu as well yep. right you throw somebody down and then you can on another point them. though wrist locks i think wrist locks are a great thing to learn for self-defense mm -hmm. because it is there are so many thousands of positions from which you, there's a there's a guy i follow uh do you know um what's, i think he's called his instagram handle is wrist lock the world peter peter some he's a greek dude a lot of the martial arts guys talk about him he he's all about like he, he's made his whole name in wrist locking and he has so many different videos on uh instagram of like different grappling but he, like he does jiu-jitsu as well and he's he's constantly wrist locking people and you realize how many positions there are from like the bottom, from the top. I'm just, I'm only saying this because when you said wrist locks, I remembered him and like, dude, the amount of wrist locks that this guy can do to a person is insane. There's ones where like somebody grabs him and if you just hold it, like if you just bend into it, you can actually like put the wrist in a, in a, in a, a very, um, what's the word, uh, compromised position. So I actually think wrist locks are super, but I know what you mean. It's not for like fighting somebody with a knife or things like that. Has anybody with an Aikido background had any success in the UFC? Steven Seagal is the best action hero ever. No, no, absolutely, no, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's a fair, and that's a, that's a fair, um, that's a, that's a fair, uh, but I think Aikido is one of the rare ones, isn't it? Or maybe, I might have it wrong. I might be thinking of Aikido as something else. Mm -hmm. I think I remember seeing Aikido videos that were very much applicable in a self-defense environment, but I might be wrong. I'm not saying they're inapplicable. I'm saying just... It's not as if good. If you're recommending to people what to do, I'm yeah. not telling them to go to uh, do Aikido. If yeah, that's true. If they to do it, I'll yeah. still, you know, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. It's better than nothing, but I think there are... At least a good like four or five different martial arts. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, with all that said, uh... hi guys. This is where we decided to cut the podcast, just because this is one of the few times, maybe the only time, where we um, completely got sidetracked. Basically, um, we, I I think it was partly my fault. Uh, I started to bring up matters to do with the UFC, which is you know a fairly big sport, but still sort of not what we should have been talking about because it, I think, alienates too many people. And we just kind of stayed on f talking about fights, which are at this point, you know, several months old, I want to say. So it just wasn't the way to go. So we decided to cut it here. I hope you guys still enjoyed the episode. If you liked it, please leave it a positive rating, review, share it, tell your friends and family. Um, and until next time, take care.